Hello and welcome back into the podcast, Dodging Through the Ravine. It is your host, Young Stud, doing it solo once again today. My co-host and Jacob will not be joining me today. In fact, Jacob is out in Arizona checking out a Savannah Bananas game. So uh, hopefully he enjoys that out there the weekend in AZ. Hearing it's wonderful out there, so all the best to him. Hopefully we can get Jacob back on the podcast next week i i think we just might ramp the podcast up to two per week not confirming that but again if you've been around here we do podcast after every single series during the season and that's going to be the case once again so um yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes but we might do two podcasts starting next week because spring training games do begin next week but so you guys seem to like the fr- the friday podcast so we're going to continue doing the Friday podcast. Um, some Dodger news to get into today. Like I said, less than a week away from um, Dodger baseball getting started. Their first game is the 22nd, which is next Thursday against the Padres at Peoria Sports Complex. I don't think we are going to be seeing Shohei Otani in that game. But we have been seeing a lot of Shohei Otani content over the last week. And uh, over the last week, we in fact did see Shohei Otani swing a bat. And that's kind of where I left off on my last podcast was talking about Shohei Otani and talking about him swinging a bat. When can we expect to see him swing a bat, suit up, get in uniform, play in a game, face live pitching? Well, guess what? Um, The Dodgers answered that question pretty shortly thereafter. And we saw him in the Dodger blue uniform and taking BP he was taking BP and you know all the reporters are saying oh he's hitting 10 home runs 10 home runs he hit all home runs out every ball he hit was a home run like wonderful that's great you know what if you've watched Shohei take batting practice almost every ball he hits is a home run I mean that it's pretty much effortless for him so uh just the way he goes about it the way he swings the bat he he really is one of a kind player and yeah, so when he touches the ball in, in batting practice off of, you know, 40, 50 miles an hour, it's like, it, it's going to go pretty far. So um, that's great news to see Shohei Otani swinging a bat, getting in a swing of things. And uh, by reports, he's ahead of schedule. He's ahead of schedule and uh, he's looking pretty good according to all accounts that he will be ready to suit up in South Korea against the Padres when the Dodgers open up uh, internationally. For the two-game set, he will be on schedule for that, at least as of right now. Let's keep our fingers crossed that um, that he stays on schedule. Everything goes as planned and coordinated, and we're going to see Otani in the opening day lineup. But, uh, yeah, it, it's really great to see Shohei Otani swinging the bat in a Dodger uniform, whether they're home runs or not. Most of them are. Uh, yeah, he, he looks just about has advertised, right? So... Um, keep an eye on that, and as far as seeing Otani in a Cactus League game during spring training, Dave Roberts did say, like, hey, um, we should expect to see him in a Cactus League game. He didn't say we will or we won't, but again, as I mentioned in my last podcast, like, baseball is a repetitive sport, a, re- a, repetition, a repetition sport, and uh, you need those at-bats against um, live pitching. Regardless, you need to get in a game, 
step in the box in a, in a game fail, even if it's during spring training, you need you need to get that repetition and just that feeling, even if you're as good as Otani, right? You, you still need that, get your feet under yourself. Um, but whether Otani does or doesn't, um, I, I think he'll be fine either way during the year. But uh, yeah, show Otani looking good, and I think he will be ready to go in South Korea come March 20th. But uh, just on the lookout for Otani news throughout the spring. I think next week they said that he will face live pitching. I'm not sure he'll get in a game next week. I don't think he will. Um, we might still be two or three weeks away from that if I had to put my a guess on it. But he will face live pitching according to Otani next week. What that? What does that mean? Of course, he's taking BP, you know, coaches, tossing, batting practice, 50 miles an hour, you know, over the hand toss, whatever the case is. Live pitching means you're basically going to face a pitcher. It's not a game situation, but it's kind of like a scrimmage situation, but it's not a scrimmage. Live pitching, you're, he's going to face Alex Fessia, let's just say. Alex Fessia is going to go out there and try to get him out. So, um, live pitching, that is what Otani will face next week. But, so yeah, all is good around Otani. And uh, he should be ready to go come opening day. The Dodgers did sign left-handed pitcher Justin Wilson. I wanted to talk about this, just mention it very briefly here. Justin Wilson is a guy that I know, name recognition. I don't know very much about him, but I, I know that name. I've seen him most notably with the Cubs. And he's a left-handed, and that was a big thing for me. He's a lefty, um, and so it's a minor league deal. I believe he will be at spring training, and I wouldn't be shocked if we see Justin Wilson make the opening day roster at some point, or if we see him at the big league level at some point during the year. I think we're going to see Justin Wilson with the Dodgers at some point, unless it just goes completely south during spring training expect Justin Wilson to be in the Dodger bullpen at one point or another. So overall, I like the signing. Um, we'll have to get into the numbers and dive deeper into Justin Wilson a little bit as we see more of him. But uh, off the bat, I like the signing because the Dodgers are severely lacking left-handed pitchers. So getting any lefty they can, great move in my book. Evan Phillips is the Dodger closer and Dave Roberts didn't did not designate him to be the Dodger closer when he was asked that question uh, Roberts talking to reporters didn't really want to commit to Evan Phillips being the closer full-time now Evan Phillips has kind of been the closer for the last couple of years year and a half ish around there I want to say and uh, he's done a fine job at it um, I still think he's was probably best in like a setup role like a 7-8 guy than he is a ninth guy but that being said he gets the job done in the ninth and he's been pretty good at it right so I'm comfortable with Evan Phillips going into the year as being the Dodger closer the closer is always going to get the uh the most heat of the brunt if you will and uh you know what it's really hard to be perfect but uh, if you could go 40 for 45 or whatever the case is on save opportunities, I think you're you're pretty decent. And so, uh, yeah, Evan Phillips overall, Dave Roberts did not commit to him. And we kind of saw that last year as well. We didn't really, he didn't really commit to anyone. And um, 
but taking a look at the Dodger bullpen, you can make cases for a few a few guys in that bullpen. I'm looking at Bruce Starr. I'm looking at Blake Trinan, even though he's been out. I think he's on pace to also be ready for opening day. But like I said, looking at the Dodger bullpen, can you really make a case for anyone as best as you can than Evan Phillips? We, we've seen Bruce Starr in that closing role, and he's hit or miss. He really is hit or miss. I think Evan Phillips should be your guy going into the year and that does not mean he's going to be the guy all year if he struggles hey you pull him out and you have somebody else close so i think that's kind of why dave roberts did not want to just commit to oh yeah evan phillips is the closer day one because we don't know uh, we'll see how what happens during spring training if it has any or at all any effect of whether or not phillips loses the closing role but if i'm the dodgers if i'm a dodger fan I'm expecting Evan Phillips to be the closer because I think Evan Phillips is best suited to be the Dodger closer. So, um, yeah, overall, I don't mind Evan Phillips at all, and I would expect Evan Phillips to get the first save from the Dodgers in 2024. And uh, there has been a just insane debacle going on around Major League Baseball that we're going to get into in just a moment. But uh, Rob Manfred did come out yesterday and say he is going to be stepping down in 2029. Rob Manfred has been the commissioner since about 2015. And um, he gets a, a lot of heat, if you will. He gets an absolute insane amount of heat as any commissioner really does in, in any of the big four sports um, Rob Manfred is up there as one of the most hated if not the most hated I feel like every guy is hated amongst commissioners but Rob Manfred especially and so uh, when he announced today that he will not be re-electing to uh, you know, resume his contract in 2029 baseball realm rejoiced and so 2029 he will be done Officially, 2028 will be his last season. So, 2029 season, there will be a new commissioner. 2028 will be Rob Manfred's last season, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, overall, we'll, we'll take a look at Rob Manfred's career and, and kind of what his legacy is going to be as commissioner for the next uh, five years, right? And overall, I think it'll be like a 15-year period of Rob, of Rob Manfred being a commissioner. And uh, he's done some good. I know people wouldn't want to hear that. He has done some good. I'm going to be honest. And and some bad, too. Some bad, obviously, in there as well. Um, no one is perfect, really. But uh, he's done bad. He's done good. Which side is more? I guess we're going to find out as we dig deeper. But, um, yeah, there will be a new baseball commissioner in 2029, which is kind of exciting. It's kind of exciting news. Um, I'm totally open to that and, and kind of seeing what a new voice brings. Who is it going to be? I have no idea, but I'm, I'm kind of open to seeing what it could or who it could be or who it could be, right? Um, but yeah, Rob Manfred stepping down in 2029. And uh, yeah, we'll see where the game goes from here. And um, finally, I did want to talk about the jerseys. And if you've been around here, you know I'm a big Jersey snob. I've been seeing that word to go around. Snob. I'm a jersey snob. Call it what it is. Whatever. I'm a jersey snob. 
the jerseys are the most sacred thing when it comes to your team. Besides maybe the place that they reside in, which, you know, in like basketball or hockey cases, they share arenas and yada, yada, yada. Baseball stadiums don't get shared, right? Baseball stadiums are the only stadiums, in fact, that don't get shared. Um, even football stadiums share with soccer. Baseball stadiums don't get shared. So baseball has a special thing with just sacredness and tradition. And so stadium and, and jersey are the most sacred things. And slapping a gigantic corporate soulless ad on your team's uniform just screams emptiness and this is a, a money plot. This isn't about a hometown team. This is a complete money plot. And I know that this is going to be the unpopular opinion because I've been searching around the Dodger realm and seeing kind of the reaction to the corporate ad and it's mostly good which is just strange to me. Uh, of course there are some like me who think it's absolutely disgusting and has no place on the Dodger uniform but some are mostly backing it up because well it's the ownership's own ad right it's Guggenheim ad they own the Dodgers so you know what they bought Otani they bought Yamamoto they spent a billion dollars plus like whatever go ahead slap an ad like no like that that shouldn't be the the uh the identity the um, the way of thinking that that shouldn't be the way you think oh well they spent a billion dollars on us so sure go ahead slap your ad that that's not the way it should be um because quite frankly the Dodgers haven't won nothing so um you know signing Otani is wonderful signing Yamamoto is wonderful trading for glass now is wonderful but you haven't won nothing and so um you know one championship in 11 years isn't really um, anything to be desired from especially for the Dodgers and all the success they've had so they haven't done nothing in my book um, I, I like I said I have nothing but great things to say about ownership because I was on their head before they signed Otani this offseason but again signing Otani doesn't guarantee you nothing you still got to go out there and play ball and win so um, yeah I'm not a fan of the ad patch on the Dodger uniform and they were actually going to have an ad patch last year because if you go to the ballpark and you pay close attention to the video board, the introduction before the starting lineup, where they're showing like the player promos and little video, you would see that their um, their videos. I think even during spring training last year as well, they took photo shoots, the same photo shoot for that promo. There was no LA patch on the left sleeve. I noticed that. And throughout, throughout the season, actually, when the Dodgers were at bat and they have their player picture, you know, on the video board, there was no LA patch on that left sleeve. So they were also going to have an ad patch last year. I don't know what happened to that. There was never any, like, you know, article that came out, like, oh, so they were going to get this patch and then it backed out or whatever. Like, no one came out and, and uh, reported on that. So I don't know what happened. But they were 100% going to be gearing up for an ad patch last year, and it fell through. And then we saw the LA, excuse me, and then we saw the LA sleeve.
patch back on for opening day, which was wonderful. But now this year, um, our hopes and dreams have been killed very early in spring training as they have slapped a Guggenheim triangle patch on the left sleeve or right sleeve, depending on if you're a righty or lefty. They're going to see that ad right in your face at all times. So that's wonderful. Um, just really despondent of the Dodgers' decision to cave in. And uh, this was uh, one of the worst days. Valentine's Day was one of the worst days of the year so far because I saw the ad patch first thing, which was uh, not very pleasant. So not very happy with the Dodgers to uh, put their own ad on the jersey. Not happy with that at all. I w I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on that. I mean... Like I said, I, hear, I see people, like, endorsing it because it's the ownership's ad and it's something but a G thing. Like, no, I don't, I don't think like that at all. It, it's pretty it, – G stands for gross. It, it's pretty gross to me. So um, I think that's kind of what I see when I see that pretty gross ad. And the jerseys overall with Nike and MLB – Nike is just a, a travesty, quite frankly, to the game of baseball and sports in general. They make the absolute worst of the worst jerseys and, and – like I said, if you've been on social media, you've probably seen the outrage from the baseball community over the baseball jerseys that Nike has manufactured. They're absolutely terrible. They're absolutely horrible. And unfortunately, I think we're stuck with this template for at least a year. If the players push back enough, maybe next year they revert back to the old template of some sort. Um, but I think we're kind of stuck with this template for at least one year. And how can we like revert back? Well, just vote with your wallets. I keep seeing that, vote with their wallets. Go ahead and vote with their wallets. Do not buy the new jerseys. Go buy the old and slap the, you know, slap your Otani on the back or whatever the case is. Buy the old template. Do not buy the new template because it's trash. It's horrible. The players have come out and said it's horrible, although there are some back in it. Notably, big name players are back in it, so that kind of seems suspicious, right? But, um, yeah, overall, the quality is terrible and, uh, especially for the Dodgers. Splitting between the second D now instead of the O and the D is just a travesty, and that should never be the case. But Nike could care less about tradition. And so uh, the curve name's horrible, and uh, slapping an ad patch just makes the jersey that much more worse. So um, we're going to have to see if the LA patch is still going to be on the sleeves, right? I, I would hope it is still on the sleeves. Um Otherwise, I'm going to have a talk with management. I'm not even kidding when I say that. I, I will personally contact management to make sure that LA patch is on the sleeve for the greater good. So um, I, I will one way or another get in touch with management and make sure that LA patch is on the sleeve. We're going to explanation because if it's not on the sleeve, we're going to have one ugly looking jersey. Just going to say that right now. But that is all I got for you guys today on this podcast today, Friday, February 16th, 2024. Hope you guys did enjoy it. Once again, share it, like it, review it, uh, follow the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. You're going to want to be here during the regular season, which we are officially, um, I think, what is it, 40 days away, 35 days away, about 35 days away, right in that range from opening day. So with that being said, Young Stud's going to sign off. I do appreciate every one of you for listening on in, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Go Dodgers.